0: Hey everybody, it's Nolan North, you know, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and you're listening to the Geek Apocalypse, our podcast.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the latest edition of the Geek Apocalypse podcast with yours truly, Mr. Stephen Hesse and it is an Oscar party! Does anyone actually say things like that anymore? Am I just like, have I really dated myself and showed my age by uh, by saying it that way? Like, that's so 90, Stephen. Uh, maybe that was just like an incredibly embarrassing moment that just happened in the podcast. I? Uh, maybe I should just stop this intro and dilate. Um But then if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know that embarrassing moments happen all the damn time on this show. <laughs> um, so this is no different. With myself and Ricky, a hosted episode, um, basically it's where me and Ricky just talk about um, up current events, really, and to be honest, though, even though it's called um, Oscar, party or party as i want to keep wanting to say it crazy ha- as um we didn't actually plan on talking about the oscars but the the furore which can't actually say that word maybe maybe steven you should say a word you can pronounce properly um the controversy the 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 buzzword that every media person wants to say of um you know like uh, green book winning for best picture um that was con- you know spike lee wanting to walk out because apparently the actual story of um of the Green Book and the two main uh, characters actually didn't get on as well as um, the the film betrays and I I can't believe it, a film that isn't entirely accurate in Hollywood, who would have thought? Uh, But but yeah, also Bohemian Rhapsody with Malik winning for Best Actor and Olivia Colman winning for an English representative first time since Kate Winslet in the early 2010s. Um, So yeah, we kind of wanted to talk about it because it's been kind of in the news, and I even joked like kind of, and also the Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper will they want to kiss? Oh my god, but they didn't kiss, and they're going to kiss. I really wanted them to, but they didn't. Uh, Even though I thought the performance they did for Shallow was unbelievable, and I love that song um i haven't actually seen star is born but i know that song really well um and i even joked in this podcast that it sounded like we were doing our own version of an entertainment weekly uh, program or something and i was just like well, I, I trust i can't stress enough how that's not actually happening but um so we do talk about the oscar buzz we talk about Nicolas cage because ricky was watching that uss uh, indianapolis uh, indianapolis I don't know what it was actually called, the, the ship in Vietnam that he did a B movie about. So we got us talking about that because we actually coincidentally, my partner and I watched Con Air recently. Um, so we were talking about Nicolas Cage at the beginning, then about the Oscars, about um, as I say, Bohemian Rhapsody would deserve to win, Green Book about Spike Lee, all that sort of stuff, Lady Gaga, blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh, we talked about Tom Green, the legendary Tom Green that Riggy's a fan of, and just what he was up to, really, because I kind of got us interested. Chef and like a Clinton affair, which is about Monica Lewinsky trial that I've been watching. So we talked about about TV that we're watching recently, which is kind of fun, um, and yeah, just about and about the radio show, a bit of a about Mentally Sound, the other show that we do, um, and about me working in the university, and the book that I'm currently uh, writing and talk to Ricky about a little bit. Um, so, uh, as usual, um, a huge... Uh, caveat of um of of, of topics uh you on In terms of upcoming people, a guy named Peter who's doing a PhD at New Northumbria Uni about alcohol and how it affects the brain. I'm really excited to have him on because I think that's gonna be an interesting discussion. And Nicky who's been a regular cont- cont- contributor contributor our men- mentally sound, who's gonna to talk to us about motivation and how to be motivated from a psychiatric um sort of type of way. But this is host episode of me Ricky, Oscar mm-hmm. You're gonna say that way. I know you are
0: and It's
1: not. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Said, yeah. yeah, this is a good start, actually, if you just mentioned Nicolas Cage, it's something I was going to talk to you about, um, so this is a perfect start, go on, uh, Ricky's watching
0: what behind in the background? It's called USS Indianapolis Shark Attack. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Sounds like a sci-fi, I you mean know, like actual yeah. sci-fi channel film, you know, like make a shark versus giant do you know, octopus.
0: Do you know about the, the Indianapolis, it's like a...
1: Yeah, it's a, a, an aircraft carrier? No? Yeah,
0: true true story. The, the well, the 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 most deadliest shark attack occurred when the USS Indianapolis, um, I believe it was delivering, or was on its way back from delivering the one of the atomic bombs that they um, dropped on Japan, mm-hmm. and a Japanese sub torpedoed it. Mm-hmm. I think most people might have died on impact. I don't know, but the rest of the crew were obviously in the water, mm-hmm. and because the water was filled with blood and oil. It attracted like, um, vast, a vast pool of sharks and uh, just ate them. Very famously told by Quint in the film Jaws. Cause oh, he- okay. Um, I mean, I just stood there and, and Tom Sizemore was in it. Do you know, you know Sizemore? He's in um, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, and, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know. Yeah, I know, I know you're referring to. Like a good character I actor.
0: You see some really low-budget graphics. It's... it's Hilarious.
1: well, that's really, really like freaky because people who listen to this show whenever me and Ricky do these hosted episodes, um it is just kind of us talking about whatever's on our mind um and one of the things that uh I was gonna talk about is I think it was last night, um me and Hayley sat down um because we were basically like, you know, which I'm sure I'll get to in this episode talking about um you know just the stuff that I've been up to. Um, but um, yeah, just not having a lot of free time, so we actually sat down. I'm pretty sure, sure, it was yesterday or the day before, and watched Con Air. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, because we were just we were flicking through, like, because we we have um other other television, you know, cable companies or whatever are available, but um, we have Sky. Um and we have Sky Movies which we pay extra for and we just never really sit down and spend any time watching films like we said we did when we first started going out but obviously if you listen to our last hosted episode which is what Ray last. mentioned earlier um you know I've just had a child so um you know don't have as much free time as I used to um so we just never spend we never we never got together some some time to make to to watch films so we sat and watched Con Air um because Haley hadn't seen it. Um so I basically just sat there and were just like and it was funny because she was giggling at all the really terribly cheesy lines in that film. Um and it's and it's weird because you say like Nicolas Cage now, because he does kinda of do B movies, he's not really a Hollywood actor anymore um and i actually think though you look at some of them films like conair and some of the stuff he did in the 90s like face off and a few others where it is very much kind of like you know the plot's really like not that brilliant and it's just very jerry buchenheimer who's like you know did all these like action films like bad boys and stuff in that in that era where it was just kind of over the like there's one bit which i don't know if you remember ricky but in conair the bit where at the end when the plane crashes um spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it um and uh yeah, the plane crashes at the end, and he oh no not at the end when he's in the when he's in the um the 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 sort of airport that's in like a desert like a little like an airplane field, and there's like a, a gas thing and he runs towards the plane crash <laughs> and it's just there's just a bomb going off of flames and he's ducking and diving guns and everything and it's just so unnecessary um but just to make him look cool basically. Um, and we enjoyed it for what it was because we really couldn't be bothered to watch anything like you know in depth. But um, I find every ridiculous. Nicolas Cage films like that anyway. That's the, the point it, of the story. They it, it
0: have a, an entertainment side to it, but the 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 the, the cheese yeah. element was enormous. Oh
1: man! Don't move or the bunny gets it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like um, like
0: Steve Skimmy and all them. I love him for all yeah. the films and that and he doesn't he i right?
1: right doesn't he play like a pedophile in that film yeah he played no yeah he, he played he play, uh a butcher i think he's like a but doesn't he butcher like 30 people or something needlessly um and he meets doesn't a child he,
0: like, alone with a kid and she the way he was like looking at her he was no
1: i laughing. think the whole idea was i mean hit me and, and Haley were confused by that right and i think the idea is is that he butchered he was i think they said he was like a butcher of something and um, when he came in, because the whole idea was he's in all them chains. It's clearly a shock value because he's in all them chains in that big mask, and then they reveal it, and it's Steve Bushimi who looks like the most like gentle person on the planet. Um, a bit weird looking, maybe. I, I mean that with all the respect in the world, but um, yeah, it's just not it, what it you expect. It was respect.
0: that sort of late nineties period when, because of course he's done. I mean, one he's in one of my favorite films, Fargo. Oh but yeah. That... Then he kind of shifted into doing big cheesy films because he also did um what was that uh, what was that the uh, Bruce Willis film the the astronauts to land on the comet
1: Uh Armageddon
0: that's it yeah and he was, I mean that, that's another one you know like these all star casts
1: yeah so- I think it was in an Adam Sandler film as well like he did an Adam Sandler comedy I think uh-huh. um and but but and then obviously now he's super famous because of the Broadwalk Empire but um.
0: He was great in Big Lebowski, even though his um, yeah role in that film was was smaller than um, um, the main two actors. Yeah, he
1: was, a... he, he was also in. Um, he was also in the island with um, with Hugh McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. He was the guy who they go and meet when they escape. Um, very brief as well, like you say, but he helps them out. But um, but uh, one of the things when we were watching it, because as you say, it was the early nineties, um, is. Um, yeah, so Steve Bishim, I think the whole point to go back to that scene though, to, to end on that point, was that Steve Bishim, he goes to see that the, the 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 character goes to see that child, and I don't know whether or not it's a dream or not because I think it's a, it's open to interpretation. But he he seems to meet that good child, and the child sort of like lets him realise what he's like because I think he's shocked at how, how unafraid she is because I don't think if he was a paedophile that they would have allowed that scene. Um, I think the whole idea is he butches people, but because the child treats him normally and isn't afraid of him that he kind of has a different outlook because it ends the film ends which you might not remember him in the casino rolling dice saying like he's a changed person um which is very weird very weird it's at the end of the film after the credits is that he rolls dice he rolls dice in the casino and he's like my looks changing or something i've not seen it since i first watched it yeah 20 years ago. So that's what we think, because that was a, that was the only thing Haley asked about it. Is she didn't quite understand that scene with the ch- with the child. Um, but but it is a it is a a lorry load of people who went on to be really famous. Like just the amount of famous people in that film is insane. It's like I think they like went. They basically, I think, had a team meeting and went, okay, we have no plot in this film. We need to put as much talent in this film as we could possibly think of. I mean, I absolutely love John Cusack. He's one of my favourite actors. He's, I really like him. And he does the best in that role that he can, but it's, it's not wonderful, but, um, and Colin Meany, who went on to be in Bruges and, uh, obviously in Star Trek is famous for Chief, being Chief O'Brien um uh, v- ving rames who went on to be in the mission impossible films um yeah there's there's uh dave chappelle the famous comedian he's in it um who would have still been like quite popular at that time um probably just starting like some some sort of acting career but um yeah there's there's tons you could not say steve buscemi who we just mentioned who went on to do a ton of different things um but anyway, yeah, So Nicolas Cage, uh, I just think in summary is kind of like you know when he did like Ghost Rider and various other things. He, he, he...
0: he was um, I think there was oh god, weird segue, but um, <clears throat> when they tried to revive Superman, um, Nicholas Cage was was cast, and there's a famous picture of him.
1: I I heard that.
0: Yeah. There's a picture of him if you Google it. Of him wearing like the outfit, mm-hmm. and he still had his like long mullet-y type hair at the time, so you'd have been. <laughs> You would have been a hell of a different Superman, but um, is this pre um, Toby Maguire? I think so, and then and then uh, it was probably the first after the the, the Christopher Reeve um, ones that he did in like uh, the seventies and eighties. So um, yeah, but then it didn't get made for whatever reason. Well, probably because it was terrible. Yeah, but, <laughs> so the, last I heard, they were trying to bring out a, like a, a cult sort of documentary thing about it as to why. Like, what really happened and,
1: uh. <laughs> I just you... love the idea. You can name a few films like that. I mean, I love the idea that Rocky, I'm sure we've talked about this on this podcast before. I love the idea that Rocky was originally going to be given to Burt Reynolds. I just, oh, was it? yeah, and I just went, how the hell would that be a thing? Yeah, because, um, the famous story, which I'm sure anyone who's into films knows, is the whole idea that Salon so, went in with the, the, the film script. They liked the script but didn't want him to be yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he basically went, "I'll do it for like the the, the smallest amount of money you can think of," because he knew slide, it was going to be the successful.
0: Slide, the slide is like short, isn't he? He's not. He's not that big, like a heavyweight. So sort
1: of. you mean in terms of height? Yeah. Yeah. And
0: yeah, I, I think, think he's, he's like five like...
1: ten or something. He's not tall. Yeah.
0: No, but like you, you no, notice not them films, you don't see him standing around a lot of other guys because I wonder if they try to make him look as big as they can without comparing him to. Mm-hmm. To to other people, like you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, it took him a while to convince him that I'm I, I'm the guy to do this. and You know, I've just wrote this.
1: And he said he had a lot of balls, but then when you like actually hear him in any interviews, he basically was like living in his car, and also you know that sort of thing. I'll, I,
0: cause I follow I follow Sylvester Sloan on Instagram, and he posted a picture of um a cut that he had in his eye, and he was sparring with them um, Joe Frazier. Um, Joe Frazier, of nice. course, yeah, course yeah. Ne- nemesis of Muhammad Ali in the 70s, great fighter, uh, real son of Philadelphia. But do you know he was he was originally cast uh, uh, as Mr. T's role in Rocky
1: 3? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: they gave him Mr. T because obviously he was becoming big at that time. Like yeah,
1: like- a, a novelty, a novelty actor who was very, super well known. Um, believe it or not, uh, this just in. Uh Sebasti I this is I think this is gonna be the shockest value of this whole podcast. So Stallone just is alone isn't he five foot eight. Like that's shocking. I wow. Didn't, yeah. No, the, the, you know that's the same height me. Yeah, he's that's you know another as well, he's only half an inch taller than Tom Cruise. That's wow. that's that's nuts. That's absolutely crazy. I wonder why um, I
0: wonder if that's one of the reasons why he bulked himself up then to what he lacked in height he probably tried to um yeah. You know, you know what I
1: mean? So, so yeah, the reason we the reason we got on about um, about talking about films is just before we started doing the podcast, we were talking about the Oscars, um, which um, we can sort of touch on because um, it's interesting. Because uh, I think um, I know Ricky. You know, feel free to talk about whatever you want, but I'm I'm, I'm interested about the fact that Queen obviously beaming and Rhapsody won quite a lot of stuff, and obviously the controversy around um, Green Book winning um, and Spike Lee's reaction, and also um, the uh, the fun the uh Olivia Coleman winning, which uh was a surprise, an English actress not one first one person to win since Kate Winslet in two thousand and twelve, I think, for something. Um the whatever it was called, the the reader or whatever it was called. I can't remember the, the name of that film but um yeah, and uh and and also just um um and uh Shallow the a lot of people are talking about Ling E and uh Bradley Cooper looking unbelievable chemistry we're doing Shallow, which I absolutely love that song. Not seen Star is Born, but I love that song. People
0: were angry that after their performance they didn't kiss.
1: Um Did you see that Yeah, did you see it? They actually did kiss. No, they did they
0: didn't oh, It
1: the looked like they wanted to the,
0: the people are angry that
1: they didn't kiss. Okay? Oh really? <laughs> well, because everyone, like, because they look like they did want to kiss each other, that's been the controversy. Um, I mean, this is thought I sound like an, an Entertainment Weekly uh, podcast, I don't mean it to sound like that, but... It's um... actually
0: a film I want to see. Yeah. Because um, there is a mental health aspect towards it. Um, it doesn't she, like, suffer from, like, uh, abuse, or, like, PTSD? And yeah. Anything, like, that's the books. crux of the yeah. song.
1: The song, if you read the lyrics, is all about, like, you know, being up and down and, and, and doubting yourself and... Um, didn't she
0: win a Grammy and then she made a speech about like mental health and stuff and that? I
1: place. think so. She's very upfront about it, yeah. Because I mean, she she struggled for a long, long time to get noticed as the performer like she her. was. I
0: didn't like her in the beginning, but I, I'm I'm growing towards it. I re-
1: yeah. Like, I i mean, I would say I liked her as a person and what she stood for. Didn't care for our music when it first came out. Um, you know, poker face There's and stuff. I would really not a fan Just started,
0: like the regurgitated. Yeah.
1: But now I think she's like yeah, I mean. kind of like a lot like herself now and it's uh you know and she's a very good actor I've seen her in a few yeah. things recently and um she's I think she's really good and apparently she's brilliant in this so um I just wanted to ask you because I think i, I I'm curious because of the fact I've not seen um Bohemian Rhapsody that do you think uh, this is I think this is such an interesting question and I think you uh in, well, in my opinion it is people may disagree <laughs> but um do you think Rami Malek won more because it was a Queen film and it's got that notoriety and like, you know, you could argue, maybe you could argue that if someone was always going to be nominated for doing something like Queen or was he really, really good in the film in your opinion?
0: Mm. Wow, great question. I think, um, well, first of all, I, I really enjoyed the film. I, I do like, like Queen. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan, but, but, but like, with Michael Jackson and other stuff, he kind of grew up with their music, even though he weren't the biggest fan. Um, so I think where, that, where, where the faults life of me is, because I've seen documentaries on Freddie, and he was quite the showman, even as a kid, because mm-hmm. he, he grew up in Zanzibar, and um, I, think, I, I believe there's even a statue outside, uh, where, where he was at school, and there's pictures of him on stage and everything, and I think it would be nice to see a bit of that. Um Rami Malik, I think he he would have do, he he did the best job he could. I think he did really well. But as I was talking to you just before he started this, I think there were aspects to Freddie Mercury's Mercury's character, which I think he kind of lacked a bit, particularly like towards well, I would say the 80s. You know, when he obviously when he came out and was indulging in in all that he did. And according to yourself, because you revealed to me that. Um, um the creative differences between the guy behind Ali G who was originally cast um now going back to that Nicolas Cage thing as Superman, I'm wondering if there was if, if, did they shoot a, did they actually shoot any scenes with sasha do you know yeah like, they, they they
1: started the process. I don't know how much of them they filmed or whether now, they well
0: you see, or you see them if that's like in a can some way you know it's the kind of thing you hope that' do well some
1: from what I understand, because he talked about this on Howard Stern, which is how I found out about it, um, and I heard, I mean, everyone knew that he would, because like, when it, when they announced they were going to do Queen, everyone went, Sasha Brown-Cohen actually looks like Freddie Mercury, and he, and, we, and because he's a fan, unbelievable character actor, whether you like Sasha Brown-Cohen or not, um, he, he's a fantastic and, like, you know, immerse himself in character. After not being really an actor and doing comedy roles, like um, you know what he is an actor. I don't mean that disrespectfully. You know what I mean? Like because he's not doing anything like you know serious drama. Um, he's phenomenal. Yeah. He's a uh, You know, he's someone who I have a lot of respect for, even though I don't think a lot of his stuff's f- funny from my point of view. But that that's not a dig because there's many people who do. Well, um, Freddie
0: also has a sense of humor, which is why I think Sasha would have been yeah uh, perfect. And I think
1: he would have been able to deal with his like idiosync like um with. With his, um, eccentricities and stuff that Mercury had and also like being able to be deadpan because if you ever watch any of the interviews, like watch the, the documentary, I, we touched on this on Mentally Sound watching the documentary about Mercury, um, that was on, we, me and my partner watched about three weeks ago and it's phenomenal because it's all the interviews that he does and it is like watching this polarized figure of someone who's like unbelievable chemistry and then like a complete you know, um, uh, like sociopath or something outside of uh, he's just completely like um, you know, people phobia person. He was a very very private and very very quiet and and not very articulate. Quite frankly, he's you know he did he did have his views on certain things when pushed, but he, you know he just came across as just a regular bloke really. Um, but yeah, so supposedly um, Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to delve into, which is not surprising really, because I mean. Um, you know that's what he does with all these fake characters that he comes up with. as he, you know, he makes you know, he brings out all that their, that their, their most their inner demon type stuff. So he wanted to explore that aspect of Mercury's character because he thought it would have made a more interesting film. And basically, they went no, and then they got this Rami Malek because the the film was the film had been taken forever to get financed and made. And even Brian May said that in interviews that like, you know, it wasn't because uh, people started to criticize Sasha Brown Cohen for it being delayed or and everything like that. But it wasn't that is people didn't, people weren't certain about it. Mm. Um, so, do you think, in a, in a nutshell, he deserved it? Uh, to, to summarize, that the the Oscar, right, Rami. It's,
0: it's. I think he, he definitely deserves plaudits, but but I haven't seen the other films and actors in contention, on that what was up for Best Film, Best Actor. So it's hard for me to judge. He deserved He did. De- he definitely deserves plaudits because I think he gave it all he could, and did a really good job. Yeah. Um, but on the points that you made the areas in which I think Sasha would have really done well with, I I think they missed out on being really unbelievably honest Mm of what Freddie was really like. So I think they just missed that. Yeah, so the um, other
1: people who were nominated was Christian Bale for Vice, which I haven't seen, but apparently he's great And that. Bradley Cooper for His Star is Born. William Defoe for Out Eternity's Gate. I'm pleased William Defoe got nominated, he's a fantastic actor. And uh, Viggo Monston for Green Book, um, which is pleasing as well, because he's a good actor, obviously, from Aragon in Lord of the Rings, uh, is what I remember him for. Um, But yeah, so the, I it's mean...
0: Just weird fact about, just to end on Bohemian Rhapsody, do you know, do you know I'm um, Dexter Fletcher?
1: Uh, I don't. Who's that?
0: The actor. He was in uh, Press Gang. He was also in Locked, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, right. Okay. Well, he was an actor. like he, he He was kind of like a child actor, and he did a few films, and then he's turned director. And he, the, the original director who, di- went, who did Bohemian Rhapsody, um, left, I don't know when in the production, and Dexter took over. But I was reading on Wikipedia not that long ago. Uh, apparently, Dexter hasn't been credited. Oh, so really? I think there's a bit of a there's – there's an issue there as is to who actually deserves full credit for, like, making it. Like, you know, these, these films, when they change director, we're long, and yeah. things get tossed in and all that stuff. So um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that, yeah, because I remember Dexter Fletcher as a child actor from the 80s. He was in, like, Press Gang and a few mm-hmm. other things and stuff. So um, anyway –
1: yeah, I mean, um, and so the other things that's just nice as well as as I touched on Olivia Coleman when it was really nice to hear. I loved her acceptance speech; it was so English. <laughs> it was yeah. just like, oh my god, oh my god, he yes, has got to do, <laughs> oh my god, this happening, this happened and this happened. Uh, oh because
0: no, she, a- she put her teeth from starring in sitcoms, didn't she? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, um, in in England, people who do not listen to this from outside the country, um, she's known in England for Peep Show, what I remember her from. Um, which is a fantastic. There's
0: been uh, com- a couple of episodes of The Office, I think.
1: Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been, she was a character, like sort of a character actor in comedies. Yeah, like, she, um, and I, Peep Show was kind of like, I guess, the most well known because it's what made uh, David Mitchell and Robert Webb uh, famous in England, in the UK, anyway, and then beyond. Um, so I'm very pleased for her. Um, it was kind of a shock, really, because I wouldn't thought Glenn Close was going to win it, but um. But, yeah, it's just... And also, the other controversy is, like, the whole thing of... Um, I'm not that we are about controversy here. I just think it's interesting, because I'm really not... Do you know the whole issue about Spike Lee, that he was, his his film was nominated, and why he's upset? Do you know about this whole up being, him being upset thing? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. um... Yeah, gone. The film that won green, the best film, Green Book, mm-hmm. um, he left, apparently, because he was unhappy. It's hard for me to say, because I haven't seen it. Um... But 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 Spike, I mean, I'm a huge fan of his. Um, obviously, he made a political statement when he won. What was it? Best screenplay for Black Klansman, mm-hmm. and he came on stage and he hugged Samuel Jackson, someone he's worked, you know, um, on a few films with. Because um, he he also he was also a dead against. I remember when I first joined Twitter, and he was one of the first people I, I followed, and he was he was really angry at um, Django and Change. You know, the the time oh, time yeah. to know. Something to do with the the use of the N word, the amount of time. Yeah, that was one of them. Yep. Uh, so yeah, he, he has his he has a a thing about films if he doesn't believe that they should be if they're fair. And so so you know, I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to say because I haven't seen the film, so I don't know if he. But I've seen the interviews. He was like, um, he was asked by, um, uh, is it Colin Patterson? I think Colin Patterson who works for Five Live. Yep. He said to him, "Are you British?". Yeah. And he says, yeah, and he says, I'll give you a British answer. And he says, not my cup of tea.
1: (laughs) I saw that. That was funny. Um, I like him. I like him. But um, so his... his...
0: Then he he phrased his uh, film, Didn't He Do the Right Thing, which is a phenomenal film. Yeah. Um, Yeah. shouldn't get him president. His
1: masterpiece. His masterpiece, I think. I don't think he's made a better film. Um, But anywho... um, I mean, I haven't seen his new one, I might, I might change my opinion, but, uh, but anywho, so the whole, the whole crux of it is, which I have to say, if this is, this, I mean, it seems authentic what his problem was. Well, not only was, it, not only is it a very stereot, it's a very simplistic view, Green Book, apparently, of, uh, you know, racial, of racial issues of the time, you know, because it's obviously based about a jazz musician who basically gets on a, a road trip with this guy, and, another thing that apparently is that the nephew of the jazz musician that the green book is based off says that it's like a complete sack of sack of shit basically like it's complete lies that they they portray it as these two were like almost the best of friends and then Mm -hmm. they basically and his nephew the nephew of the of the 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 the, the main character says the the, the real main, main character says that like they were acquaintances at best and so that the, they they've manipulated into this sort of feel good, almost driving Miss Daisy um uh, uh, type film, and um, and and yeah, they, and so I I can say I I don't see any problem with them having a, a, an issue with that because. You know, if you come up with a, a sort of your own your own film, and then they make a film that basically is, you know, when they go inspired by a true story, when it's inspired or based on a true story, is in it's based, but we're gonna re- t- we're gonna like change it to be not even remotely what happened. Like I don't really like that attitude because that's not a true story. That's basically you're fictionalizing a thing that happened into something that yeah. didn't happen. And um, that's not a true story. That's that's something completely different. Um, well, my
0: point of view is, if you're gonna bend the truth, then bend it as as far as you can. To the point where it almost becomes ridiculous. Yeah, that's why. That's why I like Tarantino. Take a film like Inglorious Bastards. You know, it's like, of course, Hitler didn't get machine gunned to death in a Paris theater, but but he keep, he, he he deliberately skews a what if scenario there. like what, what would it have been like, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my viewpoint. But yeah, if you're gonna generally tell the truth, then then I think it's only fair that you put. If the, if the original story is as great as it is why would you need to partly fictionalize it or you know stick things in and well it sounds there was a that, yeah the thing that, um just to put a music angle on this um the um uh, tony Wilson i don't know if you know him he was the owner of factory records because he he used to say quite famously like um uh if it's myth turn into reality just to let people kind of believe that that's what happened or um, yeah, I think he was saying in relation to like when you write your memoirs, like if you if you can't remember, but but you, it wouldn't be better if it had been something else. Then make it something else just to make it bigger, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I sort of see what he's saying, but in, you're in you're in the danger of disrespecting the actual people involved. Like you know, especially if you're maligning a person or or destroying someone's character. Like wasn't there a thing in Titanic? Where uh, one of the officers shot himself in the head in the film, yeah. But of course, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was an issue with the family yep. um, that they didn't like the way that the you know the the person, in the family was characterised in that way. So mm-hmm. there's ways it means, poetic licence, and all that. But you know, it's but, Hollywood. You know. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah, but, uh, it sounds like to me in a nutshell, and the, Sh- the Shirley family, who is the, the, the name of the guy, who it's based on. Um, that that it was just basically just completely it was it was a it was a it was a crux of a story of these two people who shouldn't met who met under an under a weird circumstance and then it just got over fabricated to the or over and oversimplified to oh it's just a, this journey of people where they 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 get rid of they get over their differences and remain friends until they die and and that that apparently is not what happened like they were that fr- they were friends and they got on and all that sort of thing but it wasn't as like you know, it was, it's basically been over-dramatized and, and as I say, and, and basically the argument is, which is what we're talking about, is Spike Lee and people like that argue that that's actually, you, as you were saying, you're like, they manipulated it so much, much, it isn't the truth anymore, you can bend the truth and make it a little bit more interesting and it's still, it's the crux of the story, but they're basically saying it's no longer the story that they're representing. Um, which is fine. I mean, another another interesting thing I didn't realize this is it's it was uh, directed by Peter Farrelly, who did Dumb and Dumber, and um, you know, me myself and Irene and the Farrelly brothers. Basically, it's one of the Farrelly brothers. So interesting, I didn't know that. But um, so I think he's well within the right to think that. But I mean, it's a free country. Well, he's he's always in a free country. We should say, um, to say what he wants. So good for him. Um, I I think he's got a point. Quite frankly. <laughs>
0: um well, you know
1: trump, trump had a gone on twitter yeah i just saw the tweet actually i was just yeah what do you think about that i mean just anything he can do to get anything can do to protect himself really and i mean the well, fact that the president uses twitter to basically uh you know reprimand somebody i mean really i, mean,
0: I don't i don't know i don't want to turn into a political podcast, but <laughs>
1: Feel free. It's a free. It's a free country, Ricky. You can do it.
0: The lawyer is being testified in court right now, and I think it's just convenient that he's over in Vietnam meeting Kim Jong Un. Um, oh yeah, I
1: forgot that. Time. Yeah.
0: And if you see, if you see the actual tweet regarding Spike Lee, it was, a, it was, a, it was a series of tweets mm-hmm. that he that he just mouthed out about anything and everything that he did in the space of like an hour, and I think he, the convenience of Twitter for him is just. He's trying to distract people from from the way he's been attacked mm-hmm. in, or you know, like, you know, whether it's sleeping with Stormy Daniels or you know, he can
1: tweet meals. a bunch of bollocks that isn't true, and people know do people never check facts, so they'll basically just read that at face value and go, oh well, he's, rebut- he's, re- he's rebutted what Spike Lee said about you know about his attack towards him, and it's just that that's basically what he uses it for, and it's it's just ridiculous that a man with that power that he has you know uses twitter as his like armed defense you know I, I i that that bugs me greatly um that we're in a world like that and,
0: um you know by by definition i mean he there's been people I know who've been kicked off Twitter for saying the odd naughty thing here and yeah, there. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. But, but <laughs> there's some of the stuff he comes out with. I know, yeah. If he wasn't the president, <laughs> he kicked off uh, years Yeah,
1: ago. if he just wasn't president, he'd be like, okay, well, as soon as he ends his presidency, okay, we're uh, imprisoning you for some of the horrible things you've said on Twitter. As soon as he finishes his presidency, it's like, uh, you, you're it's you are He's probably Twitter's
0: biggest advertiser at the moment, the way, you know, because he, he can yeah yeah you can't you can't not put trump that's a really good point
1: that's a really good point
0: twitter and trump are often in the same sentence and for twitter he, he must do enormous in terms of revenue and all that so. yeah
1: i would say so and yeah.
0: um, and
1: actually before i forget you reminded me of you reminded me of something that i wanted to, to talk about um i've been watching and really enjoying uh the clinton affairs have you heard of that the program
0: uh, yeah i've not seen my brother's been watching them. He. I think he's had that he recorded them in the planner, so uh, I'm Great. due to see them at some point. But are, are they good? Or are they?
1: Yeah, I've 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 watched uh, I've watched the first however whatever it's up to. I think it's five or four, and there's apparently six six episodes. Um, it's really good, and the fact that they got Monica Lewinsky to talk on it's kind of good. And uh, and basically uh, all the people who are kind of key. What's really great about it is it's it's a lot of just one-on-one interviews with like videos, like one-on-one, like one to the camera. But they've really, really worked on it because they, they get like the attorney for this person, they get the. The actual like person who worked in the white house who who who's a like they really get the people who were in the know who actually went like went through it. It's not just you know you know how like you see clip shows and stuff in certain channels where it's just a researcher or a a, a person commenting on what happened as opposed to actually being there. Well, this documentary has like all the people who talk about it on the documentary are people who were actually
0: That's in what I was this situation say. You, you actually learned stuff that you didn't yeah. Understand.
1: And I, I don't know whether you know because you've known me a well, while, but I absolutely like read a ton about this, about, I, I absolutely loved the Monica Lewinsky scandal because I remember it happening at the time and I was like 11 yeah. and I didn't remember a great deal about it other than like I was like, oh, the president's in trouble because I didn't really quite understand what the problem was. And then, yeah. you know, I, when I was at university and I did a little bit of political, I, I, I did have, um, uh you know like civil i did civil rights and a lot of american politics when i was at university and so i i i read a ton about um the monica lewinsky trial and knew a lot about what was on there but the fact that they had um paula jones who was one of the first ones to bring a a civil case to the president yeah um they had her on like now and they had monica lewinsky and this was only done a year ago and she she revealed a few new things about what happened um it's really interesting Uh, anyway.
0: JFK GF, stuff. Uh, there's been some new documentaries on the JFK thing. Oh, okay. But back to Monica Lewinsky, the obscure thing I watched, because I was a big fan of um, Tom Green when he used to have his MTV show. <laughs> yeah. he, was
1: seen, he was crazy. He was absolutely crazy. Have
0: you seen he managed to get Monica, Monica Lewinsky with him? With I don't, him.
1: but that sounds ridiculous <laughs> of, in a good way. I
0: think one of his pranks was to... Um, <laughs> Was because I think Monica Lewinsky at that time she was obviously trying to capitalize on her notoriety, you know, like cashing in. Yeah. I, I think she brought in, uh, brought out a fashion line. Uh, yeah,
1: handbags. Yeah. Handbags. Yeah.
0: Some, someone, somewhere thought it would be a good idea to pair them two together. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: uh, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but you know what? The funny
0: thing, the the, the the strange thing was, was that after that, after the after they like finished filming that together. Of course Tom did a very special um, episode on testicular cancer because he, he I remember he, that yeah he got that disease because I remember him saying in the documentary about that he said what the hell do we do now I'm supposed to be this like serial pranks pranks and I've just did a I've just did a series of skits with Monica Lewinsky who who famously gave President Clinton a blowjob? Where the hell do <laughs> I go from here? And then it was only like a little later after that he, he discovered you know a lump in his uh, testicles and you know he then you know went. On yeah, to I remember it. that. I
1: remember it, that. That said, he got I, he was ill and then he got treatment and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I was wonder what he's. Have you ever like read up on what he's doing now? Like I'm curious. Like the last
0: I heard of him last year or the year before. Uh, one one of my favorite radio presenters of all time, Tommy Boyd. Who is currently is he on the BBC somewhere? I can't remember what station he is. Um, yeah, I think it might be in like one of the BBC coastal station, like Southern Counties or somewhere, because I think he's based in Brighton. So the last time Tom Green was touring yeah, here, he dropped in and, and had a chat with him. Um, but but he's not is he still on? T- I don't think he's on TV anymore. He just goes on doing. I had to and...
1: just I had to just Google him because I was trying to I was trying to think what he what he what the hell what has he done
0: like. I think when, when, you know, when the internet became mainstream and when he left MTV, you know, at the time everyone was saying, oh, the future is the internet, you know, TV, radio, it's all going to be online. And he, and he, and he, and he was on like some obscure like internet channel where he had an army of followers watching him. And, but I think he had to leave that because I think people realized very quickly that the revenue predicted to be online wasn't as big. Mm -hmm. So. It was. I don't think he was earning much from it, so I think he had to end up going back to mainstream. Of well, course, he did up on um, Celebrity Apprentice, so he, he got the brunt of Trump's anger.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> well, um, it, it also says it, he was on American. He was on Celebrity Big Brother just recently, last month.
0: Oh really? The yeah, American-
1: the American version. It says, yeah, on January, I'm just on his Wikipedia page for those that want to read it. Um, on January 13th, 2019, it was announced Tom would be a house guest on the second American, a uh, second American season of the reality show competition Celebrity Big Brother. Spoiler alert if people like got this recorded or anything. Um, he was evicted by a 4-0 vote on February the 8th, but he was voted, I don't know, I didn't realize they did this as a thing. Um, yeah. He was voted as America's favorite house guest though and won $25,000. So there must be like a thing where you get voted as most popular. And he right. won that and got twenty five grand. So,
0: so he's um, just kind of like doing the reality stand shows.
1: up, stand up as well. He's I, I, that makes sense because I'm assuming during this whole thing, even when he had a he had a um, he had his show that he was just that like a stand up comedian. So
0: he was at the Edinburgh Fringe a few years ago. I remember like it was during the time when I was ill, and I and I was like I read I read it at the time, and I was like gutted because I, I used to go up to the Edinburgh Fringe like every year. And and you know he's been one of my favorite comedians. he had been awesome up there. But, um... mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and I remember he's he a used to be brief... in mainstream films as well. I'm, I'm assuming he doesn't do that Yeah, anymore. Road
1: Trip is the only thing I remember him from. But
0: Freddie uh, Freddie uh... got fingered. I think was. His oh show. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was quite funny actually.
1: Yeah, and he's briefly married to Drew Barrymore as well. That's yeah. the only thing I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, um, yeah, man, we just talked talk about everything. Yeah, um, uh. So yeah, anyway, so the obviously we talked about the Oscars and just didn't, I mean I'm, I'm trying to think—is there anything else? That, is there anything else we've not touched on? But um have yeah. the Oscars. Yeah, just anything. I'm just trying to think. Is anything? Well,
0: what, what's your opinion on a because they were talking about it the day after um on like BBC Newcastle? So like, what's your opinion on? I used to I used to be addicted to award shows. I don't know what it is, but when I was getting into music, I used to religiously watch like the MTV Music Awards. Oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like when I was into grunge. <laughs> yeah grunge just absolutely dominated the mtv awards for like a load of years
1: mm-hmm.
0: and obviously your pearl jams Nirvana's, sound gardens are always playing mm-hmm. but i don't know afterwards i kind of got bored and and you know that they like they call it like the industry just like patting each other on the back you know a load of and everyone just getting sloshed yeah I I don't. I don't have a high opinion
1: of them anymore. I think that's the reason why, to be honest. I I I know people are going to probably expect us to talk about, like, to to say it this way. But in my opinion, I think that's why Ricky Gervais got so much attention when he did the Golden Globes because basically it is just a kiss people ass fest. Yeah. Um, And obviously the uh, the Oscars. Um. By you saying that actually reminded me another thing that was um. Well, supposedly interesting. I mean, the Oscars, for starters, it's on far too long. With our time difference, it's on at a random time. Um, So I would never watch it live. Um, But I really used to watch the Oscars live because it was so long and so drawn out. All about like, oh, how wonderful everybody is. And then I I only cared really about the performances. Like, so I'd watch the musical numbers, and I did. I did that again this year as I watched all the, you know. But the, but, 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 um, this year. Because all the stuff that happened with Kevin Hart, who had to basically decide oh, not yeah. to be the host, it was mm-hmm. the first hostless um, uh, Oscars for like a really long time, um, because they never bothered replacing them. So, so just
0: what it They just like
1: they just so started much? with a musical number at the beginning, a bit like the Tonys and stuff or the uh, Emmys. They just did like a musical number with people in, and then they basically instead of having a person coming out, they just got the people to come out. Like whoever was doing the and the award goes to. So there were no like. Vignettes in between, it was just like, uh, no one like doing jokes and then going the next people to come out, like, they just didn't bother having a person. But Kev-
0: Kevin Hart left the project two, three months ago. What's the, what's the deal of not getting the, like, a, a substitute in? Like, um. I think they
1: it? just thought, why? I, um, cause, it, well, apparently when you agree to do the Oscars, it is like a really long drawn out process and like you have to really, like, there's loads of rehearsals done because the, you know, there's that many people watching, they don't want any fuck ups right. basically. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure how long that they're supposed to commit to it, but, um. I don't know. I think they just made but that decision. I, think, in, I don't know why they made that decision.
0: Like a stand-in replacement in case like the, the guy or girl doing it got ill or something. You or would think or that, something.
1: yeah, exactly. I know it does. You're right. Uh, you would think they would have had some sort of plan B. Um, yeah. You know, because I, I think every I think people made that joke on Twitter. Going when Kevin Hart announced he wasn't doing it, they were like. Um, like hashtag here comes Billy Crystal because <laughs> that he's seems to a... quite good. He's brilliant. Um, he's done it. I think he's done it that often, that that much that people are like, um, we can't do it again, surely. And then, yeah, and then he does come back and he's good. Um, I think
0: like the last one I saw like live and I stayed up late to watch it was the uh, Titanic one. Um, I think Billy Crystal actually hosted that one.
1: Yeah, I think he's hosted it the most.
0: Yeah, I think he did, um, he did the most where, times. I mean, oh, of course they do sketches and stuff. Yeah, they?
1: yeah. If they've, usually because they've got a guest. Yeah.
0: Billy Crystal did a Jewish joke on the on the uh, when he did a parody of Titanic because like the scene where Jack draws um, um Rose. Uh, Rose. Yeah. So he was posing. It's Rose, in, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jack and Rose. Yeah, and and he was posing nude, getting drawn, and. And he was like looking across the Jack, and he's like saying, "What's the matter? Too Jewish." <laughs> but so yeah, he's he was great. He's to that, great,
1: yeah. Billy Crystal. I have I a lot think, of time for him.
0: I think because the other thing is just I never really agreed with the critics that much There's probably another reason why I don't really pay that much attention.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um...
0: It's Titanic for heaven's sake! I mean, mm-hmm. I can't remember which of the films. I like, think Saving Private Ryan would have been my favorite film of that year. Something maybe. Ah, um... oh, that's
1: happened a few times. We've talked about this before because I always think like there's people who like you kind of go, surely they're going to win the Oscar, and they they don't. I mean, for gang, close, who's been nominated seven times now and not won, you'd think yeah. you'd think someone would just give her a bloody award. <laughs> she's she's really good. She's really good. I've I've yet to see a film I think that she sucks. She sucks in. Um, but um, but anyway, so. What?
0: failed attraction is probably one of my most- I know, how
1: did she not win for that? That's exactly that that that, that thank you. I was trying to think of the film Which that the
0: film Yeah, movie, there's yeah.
1: films where you go you name a film that's a called classic and go they didn't win an Oscar for it. You just you just I think people just end up assuming that they won something as good as an Oscar and they just didn't. It's just it's crazy. Um another couple of things that I've been watching with uh with Haley, um and we're a huge MasterChef fan. We've been watching Master Chef a lot. There. And um, that's fun because we like it when it's amateurs because amateurs screw up because the one before was the professionals where it's all like these Michelin star chefs Yeah,
0: um, no, yeah. Um,
1: who are obsessed with puree. Uh, that's all they ever do. It's like tomato uh, with a with a tomato or reduction. You hear reduction and puree all the friggin times. Like with a with a basil puree and a uh, and a, a, a an apple sauce reduction and and it just and you just like it, it's food on a plate. If it looks lo- nice, whatever. And the thing with the amateurs is that like you know a, a, a one we watched, which was a like a, a, we watched um, not live. It was a recorded one. And this last brought a souffle a souffle that had um, that had fallen in. So it didn't look like a souffle, but they still thought it was great because they tasted it and said it was like absolutely delicious. So, like, I, and, and I was like sitting there going, imagine if that was like a more like professional competition, she would have got um, she would have got like points deducted or something. But the fact that I was like, it, if, it, if it tastes it, great, who cares? You're guaranteed like,
0: to win if you can make a chocolate fondant. <laughs> yeah, <sure>. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll it, I'll.
1: I'll tell you something that I've been making Haley laugh about, right, in regards to Master Chef, and see if it makes you laugh, right. But I've always had this idea in my head. If I ever got the opportunity, I would love to do a sketch show. And a sketch show I would like to do is to do is to take Greg from MasterChef, right, and turn him into the superhero that's called De- Dessert Man. And the, and the idea is, anytime someone says I'm making a dessert, he turns up and says, did someone say it? someone's making a dessert? And then he would watch people making a dessert, and then he would decide whether he likes it or not. And if he likes it, he would eat your dessert, and you then know, if he, he didn't like it, he would just like zoom out, zoom off.
0: Harry, Harry Enfield did a good one of them where, um, he just sort of like, he, he was dressed like as a baby. Is Ah, he was like, right, yeah. Bouncing up and down every time he, he got a mouthful of dessert that he was happy with. Ah, oh,
1: re- maybe all right. It's already been done. That's that's frustrating. Oh, yeah,
0: and there was another one where that's, someone put right. a montage, a montage of all of Greg's voices every time he liked a dessert, and it sounded like someone having sex. Yeah, like going ooh.
1: It's ah, like um, <sighs> they say the same thing about that Paul Hollywood, Holly, Hollywood is I is that um, Hollywood, yeah, yeah. Hollywood? Yeah, from uh, Great British Bake Off. He's the same when he talks about cakes um but uh yeah it, it is funny because um you can tell the difference between how interested he is when he goes so what are you making for us today and they go i like we you know when they have a choice of two courses so they can either do a starter and a main or a main or dessert mm-hmm. Um, so he does it uh, like when he goes i'm I'm making you a starter and he can tell he's like disappointed because he knows it's going to be well i'm going to make a starter and then for mains i'm having this and he's like you can tell in his head he's going they're not as a dessert <laughs> I'm really, I'm really upset. Like, and we we think it's hilarious because he just looks, he's so it was, interested when it's dessert.
0: It. I just feel at times they just milk it for too much.
1: Yeah, like, a little bit. Yeah. Too yeah. many
0: rounds, and then you're like,
1: it's on the end, so long. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: towards the end when it's down like the final three, they suddenly jet them off to like other countries and start like cooking for like royal families in India and other places Do you know the... um
1: I heard that you know like how they've got that like little supermarket food area and master chef it's on that long that the eggs actually hatch <laughs> there's chickens floating around master chef that's how long it's on that's how long that, that 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 it is on long i mean it must be pre-recorded we all it, it is obviously like they they recorded over um like we i think they kind of do what they do i'm guessing they'll probably do like what great british bake-off does and just fo- like film it over weekends and then yeah. and go from there but um it's good. We like it. We watch it with it. we when we when we make tea and watch sit down together. We 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 like yeah, watching it while we're having our tea. It's, it's, you like, know.
0: it's one of them you you'd watch if there's nothing else on. Yeah. But it's like you know what what do you think of the critics around? They annoy me a little bit the way they just sort of sit there and just sort of like uh, analyze the food <laughs> and really like. To eat. I hope
1: I hope my partner doesn't mind saying this, but she made a really good joke going when they went. You know, because we heard this voiceover of Greg and that going. um uh, oh, um, you know, um, this is the time when you realise that these MasterChef contestants realise that they anyone can win this competition um, and everything's yeah. open and, uh, and 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 then uh, <laughs> uh, Haley went, anyone who's got a posh voice can win because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> basically like it then cut to everyone going, I'm really excited to be in Master and like th- th- there's and there's never really any um well there there is there are we're I'm, I'm being like facetious uh, but it, but it is kind of true that like. Cause then um, the critics bit. I don't know if they have just done it for this season or not, but they brought people back who'd won from yeah, previous yeah, Master Chef. They always do that. Or oh, I, I... That, yeah, um, yeah. So they had loads of but previous you've three winners. Runners up
0: actually as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was runners up from finals or just people who had been in series before and like three of them and they sit down and critique the the food. Yeah. And uh, some some series because it's been on for like twenty plus years or something. Is well, most, I, I think. yeah, well, like the new Carnation, I, I know, yeah, it's been different. Yeah, obviously, because Master Chef was with um, what's his name, the the American guy, um, um, Lloyd, Lloyd Grossman. Grossman. Yeah, Grossman. yeah. yeah. Low, without without I can't even do an act, attempt to do his
0: accent. Well, he
1: but... also used to do um, look through the keyhole, and he'd always go, yeah. "Who's in
0: the house?" Like, yeah, Who? yeah, yeah. As we go uh, through uh, the keyhole. That <laughs> No, yeah. Now the
1: key- as set, you go yeah he just had the like low like the very like it was as if he was going through like a a, a wind tunnel or something yeah like a really slow and we go through the eagle
0: <laughs>
1: um anyway but yeah um so yeah so um yeah and like anyone from the past series is the point i was getting at all looked like they were from privileged backgrounds but you have you also noticed um, that
0: the way they they phrase things but but the bit you know that bit where the the it's gone through to the latter rounds and you've got John sitting opposite Greg and, like, they're chatting to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do we want from our contestants this time round? And they're basically saying the same thing. All <laughs> the... Yeah. swapping the words around to, mm-hmm. in a different yeah, order. Yeah, it's just like,
1: it's we like, want good food... Okay, we want it to look nice. (laughs) Alright. Well, that's why we had this idea about Greg. If they don't make desserts, he goes, I'm fucking out of here, and just doesn't, they don't see them the rest of the day. And he just comes in and just, uh, like, comments and then leaves.
0: Here's the weird thing about Greg, and it's just come to mind now. Do you know that, um, so obviously, he's on social media, right? And, um. I should follow him.
1: I I don't think I'm following him. I need to follow him. I I like him. Because
0: he, um. Obviously people tweet him about like advice on food and stuff and mm-hmm. uh I don't know I don't know how to feel about this but it was just like he um he described because he's married now, right? He got married quite recently. And he was describing how he met his like his his latest his latest partner. Mm-hmm. And he was like so I had this lass who was tweeting me about, you know, how to cook the whatever sauce or whatever goes with this and uh and then he was like and then I then I decided to check out her profile and I thought, yeah, she was a bit of all right. And then he started like uh then he started like pursuing her in a way and I, maybe it doesn't come across as creepy, but there's a bit that does a bit, <laughs> it does pick up. a little it. bit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, but maybe people like him can get away with it. I don't know, it's just it's because just, I thought if you know you know how you notice that people on like BBC, they always say like, these views are, are mine, not not the regards to my employer and all that stuff. Yeah, I just things like I did have to follow code of conduct. Probably because I'm sure something like that isn't. where you just sort of like check people's profiles? out, yeah, they're a bit alright. I'm gonna like you know start chatting them up and sort of.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, <laughs> but,
1: yeah. yeah, you've got to be careful in these days. I mean, like that—that—that—that that, that sounds like it's almost close to like uh, there's grounds for an accusation there.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. You should be careful. Um... But uh, I mean obviously, in a kind of half-humorous uh, way. But, um, yeah, and uh, I guess just in terms of... Um... So, I'll
0: yeah, say I just... that, just very quickly. Yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. marry or get together with uh, one of the celebrity winners? The um... Who's this? Did you see that? there? Who no, John Tyrod, the other oh, yeah, guy. Oh, yeah, 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 He got together with um, the, the celebrity winner of MasterChef. Oh, did he really? Actress or someone, or... Wasn't that, like, a soap actress or something, and she... She won um, MasterChef, the, the celebrity version, and, and she got together with him,
1: I think. What well, well, did that's... you say... It, what's John's second name, or I always forget his last name. Th- Theroad. Theroad. How do you spell it? Oh, Theroad. Theroad. there you go, I got it. Theroad.
0: There you go, I'll find
1: out. I'll find out, because that's interesting, I don't actually know who he's married to. He's married to Jessica... Uh... doesn't say uh it just says fortune. he was married to jessica the mother of his son and daughter but divorced in 2001 after separating so maybe jessica is it jessica no no was- no well no no it's it, it
0: must be his current partner
1: so oh lisa lisa falconer
0: that's it
1: uh, that's yeah uh wow he's married. i didn't i did not know that yeah it just good. says he's like current spouse is lisa falconer yeah. 2015 wow
0: she she won the series, I think. So
1: yeah, like, an, all right. So that's after that. So just people haven't added to his Wikipedia. Ah, how interesting. I did. I didn't know that. The things you find out on the Geek Bullet Podcast. <laughs> so they're,
0: they're both with people that associate with the show to some degree. Or? Yeah, uh,
1: interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the thing I wanted to uh, um, so obviously, and uh, while people listening to this who obviously know that we do another podcast is that uh, mentally sounds. Um, all both January episodes are up, and then we're gonna put up uh, the two February ones really, really soon. Um, and listen back to them. I'm really, really happy with them. Um, I'm, to I, to them. Um, I'm curious though what you think about um, because i listen listening. You know what it is. I'll tell you this right, and I want to know. I mean, we mean, I mean this in like um the nicest way in terms of bringing this up. But um, uh, I had a I had a weird panic uh, situation when I was editing them. Cause, um, I like clicked towards the end, cause I was clicking to see the the end's okay and then just checking the levels all the way through. Um, and then I clicked on a random bit and go, why is there no frequency there? Why is like the no sound coming out of it? Did one of the microphones fail? And I forgot it was with, uh, the port lady who had to the, who had to have the phone thing. So I oh. listened to, so I listened to it back, um, I listened to it back, um, And the pauses were really long for radio. It felt really, really long. But I listened to it back and thought we. And then once we started like sort of talking and filling in the gaps, it wasn't too bad. And I'm just curious because I never really spoke to you after that afterwards because I know we. uh, It was a good idea, and we wanted to show no discrimination because why would we? Um, but I'm just curious to think how you thought that went afterwards, and just um, because I mean that no no disrespect way, I just I mean it in terms of how we handled it, and because um, yeah. it got me thinking about um, how we would do something like that in the future. Um, oh, great
0: I mean? question! Because I, I don't know if I told you, but I got an email from Gail. That was the name of the the. the, oh, the sorry. Guest. thank you. I
1: was trying to think who her name was. Yeah, Gail. Thank yeah.
0: You. And she, she 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 was like. She she emailed to say that, you know, thanks, you know, that it was good and that. But then she was like, I was wondering if we would could have prepared it better for it. and then, and and this was her her words. She said maybe uh we, we ought to've like prepared for it better in terms of like if I had got given got given some set questions and I could have already had my like um answers typed out so we wouldn't have those dead air scenarios. But I said but I said to her, Well actually you make a good point, you're right. I mean there are some guests who ask for set questions, but we I specifically say to them that um that's not really our style because we prefer discussion um
1: fascinating because she might be one of the few examples where that 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 actually makes sense to do
0: yeah, you're right and i said mm. I said you're right, I think that's a good point maybe in the future we ought to do that' it, it's someone in in that in that particular scenario um but I said to her, you know don't feel bad about it because I think what you've done is um, inspired other people. Listen, who for whatever reason don't have the literally don't have a voice mm-hmm. uh, can use the technology that you used, and then you know, in um, in a way, we we've come a long way by doing, that, and I think she has as well. Yeah, and if and when she comes back on again then we probably would do, like, a set question scenario. Um, Yeah, and
1: I just like the fact that I've got the attitude listening to it back going, like, how can we do that better rather than, like... Because I I think it showcases that we want to be... I I want us to be a show where we we don't, like, sort of, like, go, oh, that just isn't going to work for radio, so we're not going to do it. It's, like, working out what's going to make sense, and I think... if she, If her app... I was thinking this afterwards when I listened to it going... If her app has the ability to store messages, so like pre-done messages, so she can press play on them, we could yeah. have set questions and she could have brought in our phone, and then we could have said the questions, and then she could have played an answer she's like got prepared on her phone. It, I'm assuming that's how it works that you just type yeah, it yeah. in like a text and everything. And if you're able yeah. to save them, like uh, like a pre-recorded save type thing, then, yeah. then then yeah, that's how you get around it.
0: Um, I think yeah, it was a learning curve for both of us because I think. Had we known that that's what it, that's what, how a speech app works, then, then we would probably have thought of that idea. But like I say, we, we, we went with it a little bit with our eyes closed because it was kind of being like, well, let's see what happens sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I still think we did a good job. Um, it was just I,
1: weird because obviously we were waiting for our answer and it felt really like it, 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 your, your your instinct or guess your human reaction to it okay. is you feel a little bit like rude that we're like kind of talking while we're waiting. We're we'll asking a question and we wait for our answer by talking more about something else. But yeah. I realized listening back to that, that that was kind of imperative because the, the, the continuous silence yeah. was a little too much because obviously if we asked her a very complicated question it would have taken her a while to like type it out. Um so yeah, I think in the future there's an ability to do that. I think it's more than fair that we yeah. do that to kind of incorporate that so she can, you know, um, you know, have have more time to have a prepared answer than rather haphazardly go like uh, answering something we just see on the fly. Yeah. Um but it was interesting and a really good a really good I mean, idea the, to the, do. The the the
0: the other aspect was it because it, it all happened quite quickly because I actually spoke to her in a real voice. Mm-hmm. Um, before Christmas because she was due to come in like October, November, mm-hmm. and then she got busy and other things happened. When I, when I said, I think it might have been one show that we had to. Um, uh, there was a show well, I can't remember the reason it, well, why it be it, that was it not that time when we had to move the
1: show week because um, the the right in December.
0: Yeah. We moved no, it
1: to the twenty first. Um, because the 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 week before,
0: oh, yeah, I think you there might was do. a
1: shoot. There, the the computer stopped working.
0: No, 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 no. Because she wasn't due to come on that show, but there was another reason that for something happened. Um, yeah, only made it, well. It might have been it, due to time or something. Okay. Yeah, so I actually spoke to her on the phone, and and I've actually had a proper conversation with her. Um, but when it when I when I, we agreed that I'll, I'll, I'll look her up in the new year and and, and uh, get her to come back on, which I did, it was only then that she revealed that she she wasn't able to talk anymore. Um, and I just thought, yeah, we'll I'll talk to Steve and we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. And you were positive about it as I was. Um, but yeah, I, I think we just didn't know what to expect because when you think about speech apps, you you think of. People, I mean, the person that, that came to mind was someone like I don't know Stephen Hawking, or someone like that. Do they have like a a computerized system or a, or a, some sort of pad that they do? And she just brought in a phone, which is which shows how technology is how far it's come that anyone can use it these days. But I'm wondering um, because obviously with a pad, I don't know, do you dial quicker on on a pad than you would on your phone? Maybe that has something to do with it. So the size
1: of the I'm not really a a a pad user, so I don't think I would be as fast as I would be. I mean, it because I I mean I I am fast on a keyboard, but only keyboards I'm comfortable with. Like so, it would would depend. Um, but I I need to wrap this up because I need um I need to go and um feed my daughter. Um. Um with my breasts. Because <laughs> I know I'm really kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just decided to say that. <laughs> It's just a joke that I always do um, to my, like, um we, uh, we bottle feed for those that really, you know, in case anyone wants to joke about my, my, my wick. Can I just say,
0: can I just say that the special effects on this film is so... <laughs> <laughs> you still I've got that on just, in the background. I've, uh, just, I've just seen the shocks.
1: Genius, yeah. It's supposed to be ridiculous, and yeah, he does do like um, sort of B movieish things now, Nicolas Cage. But good for him, and good yeah. for him, just like I guess not not uh, thinking he's above it or anything. Um, but um, yeah. So just a quick update, like um, my my uh, you know, because I I don't I, you know I I don't really want to spend a huge amount of time talking about my private life, but like, yeah, Luna's doing really well. Um, um, she's st- steady weight gain. She sleeps during the night, which is excellent for for how old she is, and. Um, she just had her second shot of jabs recently, uh, since we last spoke about it. And, um, I'm really happy about it. And the other thing that I'm doing, which I'm, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk to Ricky more. I'm seeing, we're seeing, uh, me and Ricky are actually going to like a business dinner thing tomorrow. So, um, I'll talk to him about it tomorrow. But, um, my, I've been inspired over the Christmas period. I've been re- working on this for a while. I'm, I'm currently writing a sci-fi book.
0: Oh, it's been in cool. my
1: it's been in my list of things to do and i've been very it's been in my head for a long long time i say it tried i've mm-hmm. not like started writing it at all i'm just coming up with like a a, a, a like backstory and like a, you know that that kind of thing and um i basically just do it for an hour or so before bed because basically that's the only time i can do it um yeah. you know when i when everything's quiet and and um you know i obviously on' you know make time for my partner and everything else but um i'm super enjoying it um you know and uh you know um, um so yeah i talked about that with a, a previous guest on here um tom ross about um basically i gave a bit of backstory on that and i'm uh i'm really excited about it and it's uh, uh, like i know it's going to take a long time to write and everything but um uh one of cause the reason i wanted to bring this up because it's coming up on another in, in upcoming geek apocalypse episodes so i wanted to end on this is that um so marty and fran who have been on this show before who have been on mentally sound before you know, do you remember marty um i do didn't... know
0: of them but i wasn't i wasn't co-presenting with you at that time no
1: was. that's right yeah but he's been they've been oh you oh, went on mentally sound then i is was he... but i was
0: the background guy Ah, oh,
1: right okay well uh yeah marty marty um i don't remember i uh i'm sure i can remember his second name if i think about it but um um but yeah uh, baker i think it is martin baker that's it yeah and um, i'll call him marty uh and it, yeah, he's been on this podcast before, and they wrote a book about dealing with bi- bipolar disorder, like fre- like friends from across the ocean, um, which is a really good book. Highly recommend people get it. Um, I'll I'll obviously you know say the actual proper title of the book because I can't remember offhand, but it's all about bipolar disorder, which Fran has. So, um, because I'm sort of in the process of coming up with an idea for a book and writing it and everything else, is I'm gonna have Fran and Marty back on because they have another book coming out soon to talk about the writing process. So I wanted to do like a month. Of both of the, both shows that I'm doing, um, yeah. in March, will be about books, and so it'll be with Fran and another guy, Gunnar Roxon, who's been on a few times, um, who actually wants to come on Mentally Sound because he, he he talks about mental health quite a bit. Um, so he wrote, uh, The Dark, um, uh, The, The Dark, uh, what, what, the I forgot the name of his book now, but, um, it'll come to me, it, it'll come to me at some point, but, um, you
0: know, I've been, I'd love to write one day as well, actually. I've got like a few, like stories I've got in my, in my head and I'd love to sort of write. Yeah. My um, main aim firstly is to, cause I've been talking about this with a lot of friends. Um, cause obviously I, I was, I was qualified in before graphic design. I was actually a fine artist, but then I gave it all up cause when I, when I turned to do design. So one of my first aims is to get my studio, like get set up a studio so I can start like painting again and stuff. Um I told you when I was down in Cardiff a couple of years ago that I um. What's that you holding up? Sorry, I'm
1: just gonna, I'm just gonna see, cause we're on webcam here, as a, as a running thing. Cause Ricky is a far better drawer than I am, like, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, cause he does graphic design. Um, and I'm terrible at drawing, but I've been drawing characters and stuff, which I never do. I was gonna show Ricky if I can see it on the webcam. So. That's alright,
0: okay. <laughs> so yeah, so
1: I've just been right, I've been drawn like character ideas, so that's gonna be like, that guy on the left is gonna be the main character, and that guy, the, the lady on the right, is gonna be his like sidekick, and um, yeah, I've I've come, I've, so I've come up with names and everything. Like I've really like thought about it, and I've come up with a galaxy cause it's all gonna be set in a science fiction futuristic thing. And um, so, yeah. the, the last
0: the last look quite emo. Like, yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, it's got a it's it, it, it's it's got a kind of like because it's kind of my my inter- my like sort of I like this style. It's got a very sort of gothicy, goffery gothic goth look to it. Yeah, steampunk. almost steampunky type thing, but um, and it's not just because it's popular. I just like the look of them things. Um, I was actually thinking of a particular video game, um, that inspired me to like kind of do the designs like that. And I've obviously like looked on I, it for so some like inspiration. A,
0: what you should do is um, in the summer go down to the Stockton Riverside Festival. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of like steampunk themed um, arts on display. Cool. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: another thing that I'm doing as well, which i encourage people to do is i'm reading books about like so of uh, for like sort of how to write certain things and i really wanna i re really wanna reread the dresden files um which is a fantastic um investigation y type so what so
0: just very quickly what's your favorite genre of like reading what's your like what... probably
1: that probably crime novels i'm like really i really like crime crime novels um i like biographies. A lot.
0: I, I read, yeah, I read about um, by, like like music people and stuff. I'm about actually I'm two about music, music people's biographies because I'm always interested in this, like you know, when, like they say about the rock and roll li- right lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You you almost want to read their books to like m- like make sure all is true. Mm-hmm. Like, did that really went on? And it really did. When you talk about what happened with like groupies and all that stuff, you think bloody hell! I thought it was all myth, but yeah, all, all very true. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's all.
1: No, no it's, I, I was just about to say that I'm about two thirds through the Kevin Keegan book I got for Christmas, and uh, it's, oh, how's it's, that? it's good. How's that? It's good. I'm not up to Newcastle yet because he—it's he t- all about his playing career to begin with, and um, I've just started when he went to Newcastle um, yeah. as a player. So the last third of the book's about him being a manager. So I'm gonna. Then uh...
0: you like stark revelations, like. Sort of thing
1: is it not particularly um I-, I liked him talking about the managers of uh Liverpool while he was there because he was like obviously it was um uh Bob paisley and I forget the uh what was the main bloke it was Sh- it was Shankly yeah thank you bill Shankly and then Bob paisley who was his assistant because uh um, yeah, Bill Shanky just, anyway, people are, be, uh, this isn't the Sport Podcast, people are gonna be bored. Um, but anyway, I'm just saying it's really, really good. Um, and it was worth the money, uh, we bought for it. Um, uh, which I'm not surprised, because I mean, it's Kevin Keegan. I, I mean, we're all Geordie, we're all Geordie fans, so anyway. But, um, oh, yeah, I know, I was gonna say, like, he's, uh, Ricky's wearing, uh, Geordie's, uh, Pride of England, uh, t-shirt, which is kinda cool, so. Um, anyway, yeah, I mustache, because I have a, I have a baby to attend to, so, um, yeah, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Geek Podcast with myself and Ricky. Uh, our next Mentally Sound episode uh, is um, is um, a week on Friday, and um, this has been recorded eighth. on...
0: I think it's the 8th, yeah.
1: Eighth it month. is the 8th, yeah, because it's the 1st on Friday. So we recorded this on the 27th, so yeah, so um, it'll be a good 10 days' time, bearing about 10 days' time. Um, mentally, next mentally sound episode. Um, another couple of guests who I'm trying to get on Geekpocalypse is two people from the university who I work with. I bumped into a guy who does a PhD, and he does PhD on the effect alcohol has on the human brain, and I thought that was a, that would be an interesting discussion, so I'm going to talk to him about that. I might even I might even uh, see if he's willing to come on mentally sound. Because it's basically, it is a, how your mental health gets affected by alcoholism. So I thought that was a, a, a researcher, you know, because he's been doing it as his PhD thesis for years. So, um, I, I thought that would be an interesting person to talk to. So I'm going to, um, arrange that with him. Um, so he's yeah. probably going to be on both our shows. Um, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Sarah, who runs the, uh, course, who, uh, basically, um, who I help, uh, run the course with for social work. And I'm, um, I want to talk to her about, um, you know, cause I'm curious about how people end up being teachers at university. I'm assuming, I'm wondering what their process is and how people end up being in that situation and all that kind of thing, so.
0: Teachers or lecturers or? Yeah, like,
1: cause she does a bit of everything, you know, she does the academic side and, uh. You know, and she helps coordinate people like me to be at the university. Not so much now because they're trying to get, like, students to do it to ha- and help out because I guess they get swamped with emails, but I do still have correspondence with her. She still emails me about, about things that are happening, but, um, right. but yeah, so that's, so I actually am, for once, uh, um, really, really trying hard to be, like, kind of up to date with Geek Apocalypse, um, as well as keeping, like, you know, in check with mentally sound and everything. Um, on top of the million of other things I have to do, being a dad and uh, a partner, <laughs> um, and looking after my mom and everything else, which, um, I'm sure we'll talk about in the next Mentally Sound episode. Um, yeah. cool. Anything else you want
0: to add, Ricky? No? Uh, no it's good to do this again. Um, yeah, it's been fun. It's been I a few I shall see you, shall see you tomorrow morning.
1: Indeed, yes. I will see you at the cafe for our, um, for our very, very, um, classified <laughs> business meeting. Um, we would tell you what was happening, but we'd have to kill you i <laughs> know uh, it's nothing it's just a co- it's just a coffee and a chat but um but i but yeah I'm looking forward to it um cool um, oh, so you, the
0: university tomorrow obviously on you so nope no oh,
1: no nope no
0: the no, 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 reasons no. why we wanted to be in town no, or? I'm
1: going to my mom's remember my mom's oh, doing that uh my mom's doing that gig thing for uh yeah which we'll talk about in time but uh yeah i mean i hope it goes well that's basically the gist of it as me yeah. mom's got a gig happening at her residential home which sounds a ridiculous <laughs> sentence but it's i'm very happy for her um, and i helped organize it um so I'm gonna go and see if it goes well. Um anywho, so yeah, I uh, always mean to say is thank you everyone for listening to Geek Pott's podcast. Please do consider subscribing if you're on iTunes and everything else. And obviously Mentally Sound, which is the the radio show slash podcast for mental health that myself and Ricky do, which is also available on iTunes. And like I say, there's only a couple episodes, only a couple episodes behind in terms of podcasts. Um, well, actually, one because they actually the, the other podcast, the most recent podcast, we have to wait a little bit longer to put up because it's early. But so I'm only one, actually, only one episode behind is the first episode. can I just say the uh, next episode of
0: Mentally Sound? are already like, booked. Fantastic.
1: Booked. Uh, that's what I like to hear. Um, and it's amazing, like you know, as I say, the amount of conversations I have where we. Um, I talk about a subject matter in my private life or whatever, and I go, are we talking about that? I'm mentally sound with a person who knows what they're talking about. Um, I think that's the secret to to us having a a show that is worth doing, quite frankly. Um, anyway, mustache. Um, so, and uh, who's thank you to Ricky as always for being a, a marvelous thank you person. You, sir. Thank today. you. Yes, and uh, I look forward to mentally sounding it to a couple of day, in a ten days time. But I'll end the podcast like I always end of the way to the great B movie robot Josh Crash and Burn, and we'll see you very soon for another edition of the Geek Wireless Podcast. Have a good rest of the week, guys. Take care. Bye. Cheers.